Chapter One of Psychopathology of Everyday Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Mary Schneider. Psychopathology of Everyday Life by Sigmund Freud. Translated by A. A. Brill. Chapter One forgetting of proper names during the year eighteen ninety eight i published a short essay on the psychic mechanism of forgetfulness i shall now repeat its content and take it as a starting point for further discussion i have there undertaken a psychologic analysis of a common case of temporary forgetfulness of proper names and from a pregnant example of my own observation, I have reached the conclusion that this frequent and practically unimportant occurrence of a failure of a psychic function of memory admits an explanation which goes beyond the customary utilization of this phenomenon. If an average psychologist should be asked to explain how it happens that we often fail to recall a name which we are sure we know, he would probably content himself with the answer that proper names are more apt to be forgotten than any other content of memory. He might give plausible reasons for this forgetting preference for proper names, but he would not assume any deep determinant for the process. I was led to examine exhaustively the phenomenon of temporary forgetfulness through the observation of certain peculiarities which, although not general, can nevertheless be seen clearly in some cases. In these there is not only forgetfulness, but also false recollection. He who strives for the escaped name brings to consciousness others, substitutive names, which, although immediately recognized as false, nevertheless obtrude themselves with great tenacity. The process which should lead to the reproduction of the lost name is, as it were, displaced, and thus brings one to an incorrect substitute. Now it is my assumption that the displacement is not left to psychic arbitrariness, but that it follows lawful and rational paths. In other words, I assume that the substitutive name or names stand in direct relation to the lost name, and I hope, if I succeed in demonstrating this connection, to throw light on the origin of the forgetting of names. In the example which I selected for analysis in 1898, I vainly strove to recall the name of the master who made the imposing frescoes of the Last Judgment in the Dome of Orvieto. Instead of the lost name, Signorelli, two other names of artists, Botticelli and Boltrafio, obtruded themselves, names which my judgment immediately and definitely rejected as being incorrect. When the correct name was imparted to me by an outsider, I recognized it at once, without any hesitation. The examination of the influence and association paths which caused the displacement from Signorelli to Botticelli and Boltrafio led to the following results. A. The reason for the escape of the name Signorelli is neither to be sought in the strangeness in itself of this name, 
nor in the psychologic character of the connection in which it was inserted the forgotten name was just as familiar to me as any of the substitutive names botticelli and somewhat more familiar than the other substitute boltraffio of the possessor of which i could hardly say more than that he belonged to the milanese school the connection too in which the forgetting of the name took place appeared to me harmless and had no further explanation i journeyed by carriage with a stranger from ragusa dalmatia to a station in herzegovina our conversation drifted to travelling in italy and i asked my companion whether he had been in orvieto and had seen there the famous frescoes of b the forgetting of the name could not be explained until after i had recalled the theme discussed immediately before this conversation this forgetting then made itself known as a disturbance of the newly emerging theme caused by the theme preceding it in brief before i asked my travelling companion if he had been in orvieto we had been discussing the customs of the turks living in bosnia and herzegovina i had related what i heard from a colleague who was practising medicine among them namely that they show full confidence in the physician and complete submission to fate when one is compelled to inform them that there is no help for the patient they answer sir hare what can i say i know that if he could be saved you would save him in these sentences alone we can find the words and names bosnia herzegovina herr or sir which may be inserted in an association series between signorelli botticelli and boltraffio c i assume that the stream of thoughts concerning the customs of the turks in bosnia etc was able to disturb the next thought because i withdrew my attention from it before it came to an end for i recalled that i wished to relate a second anecdote which was next to the first in my memory these turks value the sexual pleasure above all else and its sexual disturbance merge into an utter despair which strangely contrasts with their resignation at the peril of losing their lives one of my colleague's patients once told him for you know sir hare if that ceases life no longer has any charm i refrained from imparting this characteristic feature because i did not wish to touch upon such a delicate theme in conversation with a stranger but i went still further i also deflected my attention from the continuation of the thought which might have associated itself in me with the theme death and sexuality it was at that time under the after-effects of a message which i had received a few weeks before during a brief sojourn in trafoy a patient on whom i had spent much effort had ended his life on account of an incurable sexual disturbance i know positively that this sad event and everything connected with it did not come to my conscious recollection on that trip in herzegovina however the agreement between trafoy and boltraffio forces me to assume that this reminiscence was at that time brought to activity despite all the intentional deviation of my attention d 
i can no longer conceive the forgetting of the name signorelli as an accidental occurrence i must recognize in this process the influence of a motive there are motives which actuated the interruption in the communication of my thoughts concerning the customs of the turks etc and which later influenced me to exclude from my consciousness the thought connected with them and which might have led to the message concerning the incident in trefoy that is i wanted to forget something i repressed something to be sure i wished to forget something other than the name of the master of orvieto but this other thought brought about an associative connection between itself and this name so that my act of volition missed the aim and i forgot the one against my will while i intentionally wished to forget the other the disinclination to recall directed itself against the one content the inability to remember appeared in another the case would have been obviously simpler if this disinclination and the inability to remember had concerned the same content the substitutive names no longer seem so thoroughly justified as they were before this explanation they remind me after the form of a compromise as much of what i wished to forget as of what i wished to remember and show me that my object to forget something was neither a perfect success nor a failure e the nature of the association formed between the lost name and the repressed theme death and sexuality etc containing the names of bosnia herzegovina and trafoy is also very strange in the scheme inserted here which originally appeared in eighteen ninety eight an attempt is made to graphically represent these associations the name signorelli was thus divided into two parts one pair of syllables eli returned unchanged in one of the substitutions while the other had gained through the translation of signor sir hare many and diverse relations to the name contained in the repressed theme but was lost through it in the reproduction its substitution was formed in a way to suggest that a displacement took place along the same associations herzegovina and bosnia regardless of the sense and acoustic demarcation the names were therefore treated in this process like the pictures of a sentence which is to be transformed into a picture puzzle or rebus no information was given to consciousness concerning the whole process which instead of the name signorelli was thus changed to the substitutive names at first sight no relation is apparent between the theme that contained the name signorelli and the repressed one which immediately preceded it i now describe the graphic the word signorelli is at the top left the signor portion is in a box one line leads from that signor to the word herzegovina where the her is in a box and another line from signor leads to hair as in sir what can i say that has a line leading to the topic death and sexuality that has a line leading to repressed thoughts in the middle of the graph 
is the word Botticelli with the B-O in a circle. Down from that is a line leading to the word Bosnia with the B-O in a circle. To the right of that is the word Voltrafio with the B-O in a circle. Back to the repressed thoughts, a line leading to the right comes to the word Trafoy, and Trafoy has a line leading to Trafio, the end of Botrafio. That's the graph. Perhaps it is not superfluous to remark that the given explanation does not contradict the conditions of memory reproduction and forgetting assumed by other psychologists, which they seek in certain relations and dispositions. Only in certain cases have we added another motive to the factors long recognized as causative in forgetting names, and have thus bared the mechanisms of faulty memory. The assumed dispositions are indispensable also in our case, in order to make it possible for the repressed element to associatively gain control over the desired name and take it along into the repression. Perhaps this would not have occurred in another name having more favorable conditions of reproduction, for it is quite probable that a suppressed element continually strives to assert itself in some other way, but attains this success only where it meets with suitable conditions. At other times the suppression succeeds without disturbance of function, or as we may justly say, without symptoms. When we recapitulate the conditions for forgetting a name with faulty recollection, we find 1. A certain disposition to forget the name. 2. A process of suppression which has taken place shortly before. And 3. The possibility of establishing an outer association between the concerned name and the element previously suppressed. The last condition will probably not have to be much overrated, for the slightest claim on the association is apt in most cases to bring it about. But it is a different and further-reaching question whether such outer association can really furnish the proper condition to enable the suppressed element to disturb the reproduction of the desired name, or whether, after all, a more intimate connection between the two themes is not necessarily required. On superficial consideration, one may be willing to reject the latter requirement and consider the temporal meeting in perfectly dissimilar contents as sufficient. But on more thorough examination, one finds more and more frequently that the two elements, the repressed and the new one, connected by an outer association, possess besides a connection in content, and this can also be demonstrated in the example Signorelli. The value of the understanding gained through the analysis of the example Signorelli naturally depends on whether we must explain this case as a typical or as an isolated process. I must now maintain that the forgetting of a name associated with faulty recollection uncommonly often follows the same process as was demonstrated in the case of Signorelli. Almost every time that I observed the phenomenon in myself, I was able to explain it in the manner indicated above as being motivated by repression. I must mention still another viewpoint in favor of the typical nature of our analysis. 
I believe that one is not justified in separating the cases of name-forgetting with faulty recollection from those in which incorrect substitutive names have not obtruded themselves. These substitutive names occur spontaneously in a number of cases. In other cases, where they do not come spontaneously, they can be brought to the surface by concentration of attention, and they then show the same relation to the repressed element and the lost name as those that come spontaneously. Two factors seem to play a part in bringing to consciousness the substitutive names. First, the effort of attention, and second, the inner determinant which adheres to the psychic material. I could find the latter in the greater or lesser facility which forms the required outer association between the two elements. A great many of the cases of name-forgetting without faulty recollection therefore belong to the cases with substitutive name formation, the mechanism of which corresponds to the one in the example Signorelli. But I surely shall not venture to assert that all cases of name-forgetting belong to the same group. There is no doubt that there are cases of name-forgetting that proceed in a much simpler way. We shall represent this state of affairs carefully enough if we assert that besides the simple forgetting of proper names, there is another forgetting which is motivated by repression. End of chapter 1